Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Valerie, recorded in September 2022. What an inspiring conversation with a woman who needed very little invitation to speak about her passions, one being the founder of the She Travel Club. All right, we're now recording. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Valerie. Valerie, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Very happy to share my thoughts with you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, if I have to define myself, I'm an entrepreneur and someone who is also very concerned about what's going on in, uh, in the city. So I'm a very engaged person. And uh, when I'm uh, interested in something, I will go uh, and, I, I, and I go very fast and uh, very far. So how did I start? I started my uh, first company when I was 22, uh, import export. And then after I've been running this company for more than uh, 14 years, then I stopped running this company. I sold this company and I started to engage myself in politics. So um, during a few years, I've been working at the cabinet of uh, the president of France, Nicolas Sarkozy. And then after um, he appointed me as an ambassador of France. And uh, during uh, as a diplomat, I was also in charge of uh, the uh, peace process, the Middle East affairs and the peace process, which means that, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not afraid of a lot of things because when you've been working on uh, the Middle East peace process, you can handle a lot of uh, difficult situation. Then after I was also uh, elected, I was elected uh, in Paris. And uh, then I decided to uh, put an end to my uh, political career and to my diplomatic career to go back to uh, my first passion, which is entrepreneurship. And I started to uh, create uh, a company uh, which is called Connecting Leaders Club and where I also wanted to continue uh, my engagement uh, by having impact differently. Uh, what I liked when I was doing politics is to have impact and to uh, uh, try to change at least at uh, my level the world. And uh, I discovered that there were different ways to do it and that entrepreneurship is definitely a very interesting and concrete way to do it. So this company organized some events, some international events about innovation, about all the economic issues of our world. And then also I've created two think tanks, one think tank about all the problem of food and sustainability, which is called Food and Planet, and another one about gender equality. Gender equality is something which is very important to me. And uh, it has always been uh, something that uh, matters a lot. I mean, I started to work when I was 22. I have uh, three kids and I have one daughter. And um, I really believe that uh, gender equality is something very important for the world, not only for women, but uh, for the entire world and for the way our world is governed. And um, it's also by working a lot on all the gender equality issues with a lot of big corporates that I realized that there is one sector where there's a lot of women working, but not enough at the sea level, uh, which is the sector of the hospitality sector. And uh, I also realized that there was a real feminization of um, working. 
and uh, working with my uh, think tank gender equality. I was in contact, I'm still in contact with a lot of working women who travel a lot also for business. And a lot of them shared with me all their difficulties or the bad experience they had when traveling for business. And I was really interested by their testimonies because a lot of them were uh, uh, very similar to all the experience I also had myself when I traveled as a diplomat or as an entrepreneur. And so um, just like to have a better understanding about what's going on in the hospitality sector, I launched um, a large study, a large survey in five countries, France, UK, United States, Brazil, and China, uh, to really understand first if there were some cultural difference between women, if what were the expectation and what were the way and habits when they're traveling. And this survey was really very interesting and inspiring uh, as uh, we had like uh, uh, none of stands the difference in the, the uh, deep cultural difference. Nine out of 10 women considered that they have some specific needs uh, as women when traveling. And those women consider that uh, the hospitality sector has not yet adapted their offers uh, to the uh, female, uh, female needs when traveling. And so when I saw that result, um, I thought that there was something to do about it. And not just like to wait that the hospitality was doing it with all my expertise and experience as the founder of the think tank gender on gender equality, uh, think tank that I founded with the, the magazine Marie Claire. And uh, so that's why at 59 years old, I uh, say my age because I think it's important and it's a message that I want to send to every woman that uh, at 59, you can also uh, create your own startup. And uh, I decided to, uh, uh, to move forward, to raise money and uh, to start the She Travel Club in order to create the first label that will grade the hotels according to uh, the uh, uh, adaptation they do to uh, female travelers. I believe that hospitality means that they have to give equal services to men and women, and uh, by providing safe uh, solution to travel, the best safety and comfort to all women, it's also the best way to empower women. And uh, this is also uh, uh, the, the concept and what we want to do with uh, the She Travel Club. So help hotel to understand what are the real needs of female travelers who represent today 64% of global travelers. And this is something which the hospitality sector needs to understand. 64% of all global travelers are women and 52% of all business travelers are women. We are the best customers of the hospitality sector. So I believe it's time now for the hospitality sector to understand uh, our needs to, uh, uh, and to uh, change their offers. So thing in their survey is that we really try to understand what were their needs. And uh, we have gathered all their needs in four pillars. The first one is security. It's not going to come as a surprise to uh, the people who are listening to us. Security, women love to travel. It's very important for them, but they are still very concerned about their security. The second one is comfort. The third one is services. And the fourth is all around the rest foods and restoration. 
Thank you, Valerie, so much for that introduction. And there's so much in there you've unpacked and so much on there that you've covered so many topics, you know, from being an entrepreneur to being in politics to making an impact to not letting age be a barrier to covering so many different cultures and continents as well. Like there's so many different factors in play when it comes to working with women in the industry and also being a role model and an inspiration for women in our industry as well. And you're so right. You know, I'm not surprised that when you came into the hospitality industry and you saw what was happening, that there wasn't much representation happening. There wasn't much um, change happening either. And there was a real gap, you know, having worked been in contact with some other consultants and other industries, there really is very little work being done within the hospitality and travel space. So I'm not surprised that you saw that. What, just out of curiosity, I was wondering, why do you think that is having worked in you know, other industries? What, what makes hospitality different when it comes to um, gender balance and gender equality? Well, you know, actually, it seems that now in most of the big corporates, they are integrated some uh, uh, training for all the employees about how to uh, fight against uh, the uh, crystal sailing or about uh, sexism and things like that. And what I've noticed is that it's not the case uh, in the hospitality sector. There's only very few uh, hotels or brands which have implemented this kind of uh, training, a compulsory training for all the employees. Uh, and yes, I think it's, uh, you know, for a very long time, uh, we are in a changing world, but the hospitality sector was created by men for men, and they didn't adapt yet to all their new customers, which are women. But, you know, I'm very optimistic about it, because when I've been working with a lot of, uh, you know, brands and cor corporates coming from the tech, from the industry, where there was a lot, a lot of efforts that, we, that, that also continue needs to be uh, done, uh, you know, there is no way to go back to what happened before and uh, it's fun for an acceleration and it's uh, this acceleration i'm sure will uh, also uh, touch the hospitality sector i'm really happy uh, working now with the she travel club to see that there are more and more uh, gm uh, female gm and i'm sure that they're going to be uh, very, well this presence of the gm are very important and i believe that the feminization of the travel of the of the guest uh, is also going to help to have better, more uh, general manager female, because uh, I continue to believe that they uh, really understand better uh, what are the needs of women. When I'm speaking about, you know, uh, women needs when traveling, when I'm speaking with a female general manager, I mean, she immediately understand what I'm speaking about when we're sharing some common experience. And, um, and I guess that the fact that there are more and more women traveling as guests, it's also going to help the career of uh, the female travelers. They will be uh, needed even more than before. I completely agree. I, I, when I was kind of graduating from, from hospitality school, I never even aspired to be a GM because you know this was about 20 15 20 years ago and I was like because I didn't see any female GMs I thought it was just not a career possibility even open to me but now having done these podcasts and stories I'm very happy to share that there are more and more female GMs coming out I mean there definitely needs to be more but now by talking about it by showing them as role models I hope for future generations we can then influence and be able to continue to increase the bracket here I think one of the barriers that I found personally is the working hours you know particularly in hotels you know being a 24 7 business 
is really, really hard. And, you know, you, if you have children, if you have family, or even if you have other, you know, caring responsibilities, it's hard to be available, you know, all the time. So I, I feel like if there's more changes that can come about by being either more open with your owners, with your employers, by may perhaps, you know, organizing some kind of job share roles or just putting some boundaries in to say that, you know what, this is the time that I have for my work and this is the time that I have for my family and making it more acceptable. I think the other thing we probably need to think about changing is also the customer expectations. We don't have to be there for you 24 seven, but we can find the ways in which we can adjust and accommodate and be, make it more of an attractive role for women to aspire to as well. You know, I mean, with my experience of uh, founder and uh, co-chair of the think tank Asia for Legality, acting from gender equality, what I can share with the people from the hospitality sector that it has changed in a lot of sectors where women were not uh, very numerous, you know, especially for the tech or for the industry. And uh, why did it change? First of all, there were some uh, political uh, vision and quota which are implemented. And I think it's, it's got, it has also to be the case in the hospitality sector. But second is that because all the big companies, they have understand that it's good for them. It's not only something that they're doing for equity and for women, but it's good for the productivity and for the results of the companies. And I really believe that it's gonna be the same in the hospitality sector, which means that when they will see that uh, where there are some uh, uh, more and more female guests and that they will see that uh, the general manager are doing great job, they will understand it's going to be uh, very important to have more uh, general manager uh, female. And yes, as all the other uh, corporates did, they will adapt uh, the way they, they're working. For sure, you're right, you know, I mean, the. The way you are working and the hours are very difficult and it's going to be, uh, maybe they will need to adapt. But uh, what I also believe is that the crisis that we've been through and which has been terrible, like a tsunami for the hospitality sector, it's always uh, all these kind of crises are also opportunities yeah. to reinvent a sector. And I know that the hospitality sector is now fighting to attract talent. <laughs> and uh, so maybe, you know, this is also... Uh, the time to attract talent by changing also the way the hospitality sector is uh, functioning. So crisis is always a difficult time, but it's also a new era for opportunities. But I can't remember who was the one who said it, but crisis is an, always an opportunity for, for different things and new things as well. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this is one of the things that I want to also highlight, you know, the, the staffing crisis that we have within hospitality. I mean, I know a lot of sectors are suffering from it, but we definitely see it uh, more in hospitality is that, you know, by making yourself more attractive to women um, employees, you know, you will then be able to get, you know, the loyalty, the productivity, um, the commitment to the work that they're doing as well. I mean, I think a lot of women are also driven by, by the impact that they can bring to the to their work that they're doing in hospitality, you see it almost immediately, you know, with the, with the happy guests or the happy customer or the great experience that you're sharing those moments with them. So if there's, yeah, those kind of changes are something that I'm striving for as well. You know, I want to get to a place where we can have gender balance at all levels within hospitality as well. And, and there are so many women that do come into hospitality, like you said at the beginning, you know, there's a lot of diversity for, for gender as you enter, it's as you start going up, that's where you see the differences coming through. Well, the trend is here. 
and the trend is going to accelerate. So uh, the hospitality will have to get into the train. And there was something that you said about the results that changed for the other sectors when you know they they brought in more women into their organizations. One side was obviously political changes, but then you said there was also changes in the results for the company. What kind of changes did you see um, in terms of the results for the company? Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of studies from McKinsey or from UI that really shows that uh, uh, when there are more women at uh, the C-level or in the comics, uh, the productivity of the company is better and the result uh, is better. You know, I mean, uh, the, um, I mean, the diversity of thought is the best uh, for the productivity and especially in, t- in time like ours, where everything is changing so fast. I mean, the pace of change is so uh, fast right now that you need to have around the table all the the diversity of the population to embrace this change and to be ready uh, to uh, uh, fight, you know, or just like to get into uh, the the, the new era where we're getting it, where uh, there is a lot of uh, expectation and a lot of things where we don't know where we're going. And uh, that's why I really believe that it's very important to have diversity uh, at the sea level. Absolutely. And going back a little bit further, you know, you said you you define yourself as an entrepreneur, like a, that's what you've always done. How did you know at, at 22 that entrepreneurship is going to be your, your career? Well, I think that, you know, I'm part of these people that are always looking at the world. And when I'm not happy with something, I'm not waiting that someone is going to fix it for me. And I always think that if it doesn't work, I can find a way to fix it. And for me, entrepreneurship is just like, you know, these uh, things that you have inside you that you're not waiting for the others to fix the problem and that you say, okay, I will be the one to fix it. You know, I mean, I have my own company that works very well with the Connecting Leaders Club. And some people will ask me, but what the the hell are you going that at 59, you're going to create another company, a travel tech with a lot of tech inside and, why are you doing this? What are you imposing this to you? But the thing is that I cannot do without it. When I had this idea, when I looked at this survey, when I saw that so many women were struggling when traveling, and I know how much it is important for the career of women, but also for, uh, uh, you know, the way we need to travel to discover the world, to meet other people. I believe in network. I believe in inspiration. And I think traveling is something which is very important for all women. And so I say, why should I wait that someone is doing it for me? I want to do it by myself. And this is being an entrepreneur. I love that. That's that's so true. If you're not happy about something, then do it. Don't wait around. Yeah, don't wait that someone is fixing it for you. Just go and try to find a solution. And I completely agree about the traveling and the networking as well. I mean, I was very lucky from a very young age that I got to move around a lot. I lived in about five different countries by the time I was 10. And yes, a lot of people were thinking, well, you had no stability. You weren't moving around. You were not, you know, staying in one place. But I thought it really helped open my mind up and really broaden my my outlook because I had to adapt every time I went to a new country, a completely new culture. And it made me more open-minded as a person being more acceptable of any, 
any person, right? Every individual has a different story and a different culture that influences them and you learn from one another. And I think that's also why that drew me towards hospitality because I wanted to work in an environment that was gonna be very diverse and multicultural as well because I just loved experiencing the world through other people's eyes. And when you're traveling, especially when you're traveling alone, you know, you go beyond your border, you go out of your uh, comfort zone. And I think it's something that women also needs to go and to do. It's not easy, you know, I mean, I've been an ambassador, I've been traveling in very difficult countries, uh, very often by myself. And of course, you know, I all experienced all the frustration that I was speaking before. Sometimes, you know, uh, being afraid to go back to my room or to find myself alone or just like to have dinner alone. That's the kind of thing which are not so easy all the times. And uh, but that's why, you know, I think we have to find a solution also to uh, uh, allow all women to travel wherever they want. I have a daughter. She's 30 years old. And when she was also 24, she told me I want to go all around the world. Ugh, I was scared to death. And uh, but I let her I let her do it. And I have to say that I was even more scared because she was a woman. Not when my son told me the same thing, I was less scared. So there is something that needs to change. And also, you know, by uh, creating this uh, label, I want to so allow all these uh, young women who want to travel to do it the way they want. And I want to come for the parents uh, that yes, <laughs> they can let their daughter go away and to travel. But it's also very important for me for uh, really a. Uh, the business, uh, the business trip. You know, I was really shocked by one of the figures that we revealed our studies is that you had also seven women and ten uh, that travel for uh, business uh, who uh, experience uh, some kind of mistreatment or some kind of violence during their trip. Seven out of ten. It's huge. It's really huge. Okay. And that's why you know we had like eight, I think, on survey. Eight out of ten women who consider that their companies uh, should pay more attention to their safety first uh, when they make some reservation in hotels for their female employees. Mm. And uh, I think something which is really very important, and that's, by the way, one of the reasons why uh, the Great Place to Work, who, you know, Gray is also a company, uh, they have decided to uh, incorporate in one of their criteria for the uh, best uh, uh, Great Place to Work for women, uh, the fact that the companies uh, uh, take care and take into consideration when booking the hotel, the safety of their female employees. Mm. And I mean, really, this is something which is very important. And that's why, you know, we want the hotel to open the eyes of the women of the women needs. But we also want to influence the big companies to uh, be much more careful when they make the reservation for the female employees. Uh, about at least the security, but even the comfort, you know, yeah. uh, just like to give you, yes, I told you there is security. Uh, a lot of uh, women, you know, for instance, uh, some of the criteria which are very important for them about the security is that if the hotel uh, uh, can um, do a transfer from the airport or from the uh, to the hotel, because sometimes they arrive uh, uh, in uh, foreign countries and they don't want to take a taxi like that. Uh, they are also, it's very important for them to have also someone 24 hour and 24 uh, at the reception of the hotels. Uh, they also uh, really feel much more safe when the, they can close the door for the inside. And this is something, for instance, that came uh, maybe at first. Uh, there is now a lot of hotel with the electronic uh, key card. And when women cannot close by the inside, they don't feel safe. We had so much testimonies of women saying that they put a suitcase or they put a chair in front of the door 
if they cannot do this, have a double locker from the inside. The same, for instance, from the spy hole. When you are in a hotel, someone can knock at the door. If you don't have the possibility to double check who is knocking at the door, someone says room service, you don't know who's knocking at the door. You need to check. And this is, you know, the little details can change the feeling of security of a woman. So, you know, that's all these little details, very, uh, um, that, that, you know, for some men, they didn't, they didn't even think about it. And so, you know, we try really to have a concrete recommendation uh, with actionable uh, detail that can do the hotels immediately to change, you know, the, the stay uh, and the journey of the female guests. But also, for instance, about comforts, uh, do you know what came first for the women, for instance? To have a hand shower. They hate having the shower coming from the top. Yes. <laughs> and you have more, I mean, uh, I'm sure you know about that, but you know, most of the architects that work for the hotel, they are men. men. <laughs> and when they conceive the hotels and they make the plan for the hotel, they consider, yes, having, you know, the shower coming from the top, it's great, it's trendy, it's easier to do the shower. They don't think about the women. And I can tell you that, you know, really women, they hate that. And uh, that's, you know, also the kind of recommendation. So this is very important. They want to have a, a mirror, a full length mirror, not only the mirror that you've got in the bathroom here or above the bed, you know, in front of, uh, no, we want to have a full length mirror. We want to have more angers. We want to have a, a real hair dryer. And the plug uh, next to the mirror. <laughs> the plug next to the mirror. That sometimes, you know, okay, there is a mirror here, but the plug for the hair dryer is there. So how do you do, you know, I mean, that's, we really want to, to help the hospitality sector to understand these needs and to uh, uh, offer uh, the best services to their female guests. And it really changed the way they are, they're going to travel. And now we, we also saw that there were some other stuff, like they want to have some yoga mats or they want to have uh, the, the uh, bathrobe at their size. Uh, we had some testimonies from the women saying we are paying the same price than men. Why do men have the bathrobe or the slippers at their size and we have to get like the 44 slippers or like a bathrobe like that? We pay the same price. Why we shouldn't have like something that suits us? You know, these all these kind of testimonies which are very important. But there is something also which is as someone who is active um, uh, on uh, um, gender equality, that is compulsory. All the hotels uh, that want to have the to have to be certified by the She Travel Club and have the She Label must have at least on demand at the reception um, an emergency kit with uh, periodic protection mm. and uh, a cleansing water for the face. Because you know we had so many testimonies of women travelers saying, you know, we know, we as women we know that when we take a long flight. Um, we we might have some change in our period, yeah. and that it, it can happen that we arrive at the hotel and at 11 p.m. we realize that we have our period and we have nothing. And it happens to me too that I had to go. Okay, where can I find? Ah, oh, we will ask if someone, if one of the hostess or someone. No, no, this is not possible. So now we just like push and ask all the hotel that needs to have the label to have at least as they have like a toothpaste and a toothbrush and they have the razor for the men, they need to have an emergency kit, uh, periodic protection, 
and uh, also uh, some cleansing water. So this is the minimum. And I can tell you that uh, it's true that I, I'm, I have to say that the hospitality sector was very receptive and very open to this. And uh, it happens that I have spoke with a lot of general manager, men and women who told me, you're right. This is not fair, we're not having this. And um, so it's uh, quite encouraging to see that they understand that there is something that was going wrong when thinking about these kind of things. Yeah, no, it's very true. I mean, you know, when you work in hospitality, you tend to be very open-minded anyways, because you're interacting with different cultures from different parts. Sometimes it's just a lack of education or they're just not thinking or they just haven't yeah. been told or someone didn't speak up and share that, you know, and it's great that you've put this together. You have the data to back you up and now you're sharing this. So really, this is fantastic what you're doing. Yeah, and I mean, I was speaking with some general manager, men usually was telling me, yeah, but we knew, we know that there were a feminization of travel. Of course, you know, we can notice it in our hotels that we are more and more women uh, traveling alone or with friends, uh, but we didn't know how to adapt. And one of them, I remember, told me, well, you know, I mean, I said to my team, maybe, you know, we should have some uh, more uh, room with uh, pink on the wall or pink cushion. And, and he said, I never identified the criteria that you are mentioning. I never thought about it. I said, okay, we're gonna put change something on the decoration. And so in, in one way, we are really helping them to really understand where they have to invest. You know, I spoke like a few days ago with a, a new company of hotel, new collection of hotels. We are buying some hotels, all the old hotels and they want to renovate. And they say, this is very useful for us because we have to see where we have to invest. And for instance, you know, when I spoke about the spy all, they say, well, this is really true. We never thought about it, it was so important also for, for female guests. And they have uh, more really like uh, maybe they say the great majority, it's like maybe 70% of the guests were female and they didn't thought about it. So and that's why the you... height of the spy hole. If you make it too high, yeah, the woman won't be able to get to it, right? So. Yes, definitely. So that's why, you know, we are doing this study, but you know, as we have now like a kind of a community of women that follow us on Instagram or on, uh, and we have some members, we have like around like, you know, 5,000 members. So we are also doing some uh, constant survey to uh, update all the time, all the hotels which are uh, certified, we provide them with at least, uh, depending of uh, the level of uh, cooperation we have with them, between one to three survey uh, a, uh, per year. And for instance, you know, we just finished a survey on our uh, community about how to combine a desire to travel, needs of comfort and sustainability tourism. And we wanted to understand if it was important for women that the hotels are doing some efforts in terms of sustainability and what themselves are they are ready to make some efforts. And it was so interesting, you know, we had some very interesting recommendations and the figures about the way, well, I'm going to tell you, they continue want to travel. I think they were deprived by traveling, so they want to travel, they want to take planes. Uh, but, uh, you know, for instance, we had some women who say that uh, uh, they want to stay longer. So this is something interesting for the hotels. When they travel, they don't want to go like for uh, uh, a one night trip. If they go far, 
they want to take the time to stay, maybe even to make some blazer mm -hmm. and to stay uh, two more days. So this is also some a tendency that we have identified that can be very helpful for, for the hotels. Uh, when they're there, they want to travel differently. They ask and they would be very happy to have the hotels who have more bicycle. Um, they say they're ready when they're there to go for more bicycle. So, you know, we have a lot of information on that. Uh, about sustainability. We also have some interesting figures and answers saying that, yes, they're ready to have less of the uh, many small amenities. Uh, they are very open to big uh, content, but it was like a 100 person. I mean, this is very, you know, when you have 100 person, they want to have shampoo and, and conditioner, conditioner separate. <laughs> Women hate to have the... Uh, Three in one, they say, this is a catastrophe for us. So, you know, this is the information also that we are providing to all the hotels. Uh, regular, we are doing this regular, uh, you know, survey. And uh, I think it's also very helpful for them. Absolutely. No, there's just so much good information that you're sharing, you know, things that we already knew, but you know, there wasn't a place that we could share this, you know, either you give the feedback every single time that you travel at the hotel, maybe you do the feedback form or you put something on TripAdvisor or you give it back to the, uh, to the front desk, but where, I mean, collectively 5,000 members giving you feedback is far more powerful than an individual giving feedback and that's why you day. know i mean um, it allows me just like to bounce back on what you said about how it works because some people say how does works your label and so in one way we have created a platform where the hotel they can uh, download uh, well feel directly uh, an auto diagnostic because our label works on two pillars their first the auto diagnostic which is filled by the hotels directly on our platform and then we also provide the hotels uh, a QR code and they have also to give to uh, their female guests. And so the female guests, they uh, will download on the telephone the QR code. They can answer directly on our platform. So it's anonymous. And in one way, this is the, the clients themselves, like on TripAdvisor, that grades the hotel and confirm uh, the truth of the answers. And so in one way we have integrated on our label, the old way of doing the label with integrating the new trend of uh, that um, the female guests, they, tr they trust more uh, their peer than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, our label is this combination of a trip advisor from women, as well as the autodiagnostic, traditional autodiagnostic from our label. And this is also, you know, the uh, innovation, uh, the second innovation of this label. So there is a, a gender innovation because we are the only travel tech who put gender equality at the core of its business. And the second one is that we are uh, changing the model of a label by integrating also immediately the feedback of the guest. No, that's fantastic. That's, and it's, you know, it's a dual way of getting that information out and to verify it, right? Because then sometimes just one set of information is not enough. But when you have the two together, yeah. that really combines well. And, you know, you have thoroughly inspired me from this conversation. So I have one more final question for you. Yeah, because after I have to go, but yes. <laughs> and the final question is who inspires you? 
I come from um, a family of very strong women. And uh, my grand-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, um, they have always been uh, very uh, strong, independent uh, women. And uh, I think it's really what gave me my, my, my strength. Uh, my grandmother was always uh, telling me, uh, you need to be, I don't know how to say it in English, uh, what you know when you put on the bottle of wine of the- The, uh, the cork. Uh, the cork. Yeah. Uh, in the wood cork. Even yeah. if someone push you into the water, you will always go up. And this is really, and when I was in uh, doing some exam or difficult times, she was giving me this and say, put it in your pocket and don't forget about it. So I think, you know, I mean, I always came with uh, this uh, coming from this advices from strong women. Um, it gave me the strength not to fear anything. That's and especially not failure, because this is part of life. Completely agree. And Valerie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you very much, Doreen. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn, where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.